county has, for whatever reason, also refused to produce the network routers. We want the routers, Sonny. Wendy, we got to get those routers, please. The routers. You know what? It, we're so beyond the routers. Come on, Kelly, we can get those routers. Those routers. If you got those routers, what that will show. You're listening to Facts and Friends. Welcome to this. Well, actually, I can't tell you anything about this particular episode of the Facts and Friends podcast because HIPAA, duh. <laughs> That's that's not what that does. I know, it doesn't. <laughs> my name is Tino, and joining me this week is my friend and co-host. Most of you know him as a proud alumnus of the George Washingham School of Speech and Language Pathology. <laughs> George Washington was... <laughs> it's Judson. Hello, Judson. Hi, Tino. George Washingham, huh? That's what Madison Cawthorn said. He said a lot of things. I don't think we need to repeat all of them. It's true. We don't actually. <laughs> it's true. We don't. No, there are things I caught that he said this week, but not everything. Yeah. <laughs> so, so much to get to this week. Let's dive right into it with one of the subjects least requested by our listeners. Wait. Sports. Oh, no, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Justin, I don't know if you know this, but apparently the Olympics kicked off last week in the middle of a global pandemic. I, I, we've been watching a little bit, actually. So, yeah. Oh, no. I'm sorry to hear that. Well, <laughs> Facts and Friends has our listeners covered. Facts and Friends proudly presents all the 2021 Olympics coverage anyone needs. I feel a little short of breath just listening to that. (laughs) (laughs) So as athletes gather from around the world in Japan, uh, a country that's experiencing a fourth wave of COVID-19 infections, case numbers have risen 20% in the past week with 4,204 new infections reported on Friday. Yep. My state's up to 9% positivity rate. I'm talking about Tokyo. I'm sorry, talking about Japan. That's, That's not good. That's even worse. Yeah. Right. And according to the AP, about 100 of the 613 American athletes in Tokyo are unvaccinated. The IOC has reported 13 athletes have already tested positive, <sighs> among them two Americans. Uh, the Tokyo Games will be going on until August 8th. And this fourth wave is growing. That's going to put American athletes, every athlete and support staff right in the middle of that. Yeah, that that seems right. So here's what I'd like to say about the Olympics and uh, and feel free to add any thoughts that you might have. They should not be having these games right now. Please do not watch them. People who didn't need to die will die because of this stupid sporting event. Anything to add? Uh, shame, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, I agree. We shouldn't be. They shouldn't be having them. Uh, they vaccines should be mandatory for anyone competing or attending. And you're right. People are going to unnecessarily die because of yes. this. That, 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 is a, that is a given. It is easier for me because I hate the Olympics. <laughs> but now I have a good reason to hate the Olympics. <laughs> At least this particular set. Yeah, this time. Okay, moving on to American football. Oh, it's a whole sports section. <laughs> a segment. Whole sports section. Wow. Okay. <laughs> 
Judson, it was a long-held tradition for pro and college sports teams to be welcomed by the president at the White House after winning a championship as, as just as a way of honoring them for their achievement. But 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 now that there's no real president in the White House, what what they, what do they do? <laughs> they go to Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> <laughs> No, because it all changed when the worst president in our nation's history took office. Yeah, it did. In the first two years of Donald Trump's presidency, I looked this up, 20 major sports teams won a championship. Yep. Only 10 of them visited the White House. Only 10 of those teams. That's the country in a nutshell for you right there, though. (laughs) Well, it's worse if you look at NFL Super Bowl champions, because only one of the four teams actually visited the White House during Trump's presidency. And not not all of the players, right? And, uh... and, And very few of the players of that one team. Yeah. Now, it's worth mentioning that your favorite team famously visited the White House after winning the NCAA football championship. They had quite an elaborate banquet, as I recall. Spared no expense on fast food. <laughs> there was filet fish Big Macs. It was a cardiologist's worst nightmare. <laughs> My God. What an embarrassment. What an, just all the way around. It was like served on like sterling silver trays. That's right. <laughs> They got to class it up a little bit. Yeah, very little. I mean, they didn't have all the the fine golden flatware that he would have had had he had them at Mar-a-Lago, I'm sure. Well, regular listeners of this show know that I've been a lifelong fan of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the Bucs won the Super Bowl earlier this year. Sort of a mixed result for Tino there. Yeah, I have a difficult relationship with my childhood football team, uh, because as you know, at least Judson, they're quarterbacked by my second least favorite person on the planet, Tom Brady. Do we have to ask who your first least favorite? You don't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to be fair here. Brady is, without question, one of the greatest NFL quarterbacks of all time. I can admit that. Undeniable, unfortunately. Yeah, and I can admit that and still hate the man. It's it's not as hard as you might think. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't hate him because he's good. No, no, no. You can, you I don't can admit that he's, he's good. a good fo- quarterback. And I at hate the same him time, because I hated the Patriots for so long. Right. And he was the face of the Patriots. He was the for face so of the Patriots. And that's just a hard thing to unlearn. Also, right. also, he's made some bad, you know, PR moves. I feel yes, like in the age he was of a Trump. Trump supporter. Yeah, he cheated. He deflated footballs. He he did. So yeah, he's a Trump supporter. Or at least he was. <laughs> But despite that, he actually didn't, Brady actually didn't go to the White House when his old team, the Patriots, won either of their Super Bowls during his term. Interesting. Uh, During Trump's term. Yeah. Even the one year that some members of his team did accept the invitation and go, Brady didn't go. He chalked it up to like personal conflict or something. Okay. Sure. Brady and his new team, the Tampa Brady Buccaneers, (laughs) (laughs) did Except the invitation of the Biden administration. And I have some audio of Tom Brady speaking to Joe Biden in a crowd of onlookers, which brings me to a game we introduced last week. <laughs> it's time, Judson, and listeners, for you to play Did the Right Lose Their Shit? Uh, the answer is always yes. Of course they did. Yes, yes, they did. It's not a smart game. I don't have it's to a, hear it's the a clip. cold case on, a, on 30 Rock. <laughs> You can always tell who's holding the case of gold because it's really heavy. It's really heavy. Yeah. All right. Let's listen to Tom Brady. I never thought I'd say that on this show. <laughs> we found our rhythm. We got on a roll. Not a lot of people, you know, think that we could have won. In fact, I think about 40% of the people still don't think we won. I understand that. You understand that, Mr. President? I understand that. Yeah. And personally, you know, it's nice for me to be back here. We had a game in Chicago where I forgot what down it was. I lost track of one down in 21 years of playing, and they started calling me Sleepy Tom. (laughs) Why would they do that to me? 
<laughs> rim shots. He, th- he threw in a couple of jokes. That's Tom Brady doing stand-up. Yeah. Well, you're right, Judson. <laughs> of right course they lost their, their shit. shit. He joked about the election, right. and they saw that as a betrayal of Donald Trump. A mockery of Trump and his supporters, <laughs> Breitbart said. To, they to be article, fair, I think it was. They, I Maybe. Yeah. I think he was just trying to be funny, and I don't think he's world smart. I think he's football smart. Sure. He threw in a couple of jokes, like I said. Somebody wrote him a couple of jokes. I think what that really got them going was him calling Joe Biden Mr. President. Sure. So many of them on the far right don't acknowledge Joe Biden as the freely and fairly elected president of this country. Even though he is. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Uh, Breitbart had had a headline. Five times Tom Brady called Trump a friend before stabbing him and his supporters in the back. It's so, what's the word I'm looking for? Everything's so personal for them. Like, it couldn't just be that Brady went to the White House. Like, pretty much every other, you know, Super Bowl winning team has has done. If we Except leave out the Trump administration. administration. Also their go-to. <laughs> but if we leave that out. The Chiefs were going to go. But I think the pandemic's what stopped the Chiefs from going. Pretty much is just what happens. You win the Super Bowl, you go to the White House, you, you guys give a little speech. I would not go if Trump were president and I won a Super Bowl. Oh, I agree. I'm just saying that normally that's what happens. I would go Bush with president. Normally that's what happens. And so what we're seeing is a somewhat of a return to normalcy in the White House. And the right takes it as a personal affront. Right. That that he didn't treat them the same way. I, I just it's They can't deal with it. As you said, they lost their shit. They're, they're just so emotionally fragile. Snowflakes, I think, is the word. Why don't you speaking of emotionally fragile? Why don't we read Joel Pollock's response here in this tweet? Joel Pollock's response is uh, whatever you think of Trump, watching Tom Brady stab him in the back is disgusting. The mark of a true tragic hero is that even his friends betray him. The man <laughs> has sacrificed more for this country than Tom Brady or Joe Biden, for that matter, ever will. Oh, God. Bone spurs. They are just trying so hard to write the myth of Trump. What did Trump sacrifice? This is plays into that whole thing where like he had a cushy life as a billionaire and he gave that up to serve the American people. Right. right he served yeah. no one but Donald Trump at any point. He didn't want the job. No. We know he didn't he want the job. He wanted the attention. Yeah. He wanted the power. He wanted the acclaim. Right. That's all. He's a narcissist. Yep. All right. Enough Trump. Kind of. (laughs) Let's move on from sports. And can you just give us a quick update on all that's been going on with the January 6th Capitol Insurrection Congressional Committee? Oh, is that all you want? Just quickly. Just a quick, just a a little rundown. Yeah, yeah, sure. Sure. Because we're probably going to talk about it a lot when the actual hearings happen. That's true. We probably will. But so now we don't want to go into too much depth in this just yet because right. it's very likely that we'll cover the hearings, you know, like you know, just said extensively when they happen. But long story short, Senate Republicans blocked a 9-11 style commission on the January 6th insurrection, leaving it to the House members who actually love and care about the country to form a select committee to investigate the domestic terror attack. At first, Republicans signaled that they wouldn't participate uh, and then, you know, perhaps realizing that they could use the hearings as a platform to distract from the issues and push their big lie, they had a change of heart. Last week, Kevin McCarthy announced uh, who the five Republicans are that would be on the committee. And let's just say that one of them was Jim Jordan. (laughs) Unsurprisingly, Nancy Pelosi objected to Jordan and and one other guy, Jim Banks, because of their previous statements about the Capitol attack. And because, I mean, come on, it's Jim Jordan. Yeah. (laughs) Well, Tino and I had predicted this, but Pelosi's sensible objection to Banks and Jordan resulted in McCarthy taking his ball and going home. Sure did. He withdrew all five of his Republican appointments from the committee, and they claimed he was going to set up 
his own investigation. Oh, boy. So where we are now is that Pelosi is considering others to fill these now empty seats, including Republicans. And we're on track to begin hearings next week, which is why we're not going to get into greater depth right now. Yeah, right. Well, thank you for that update, Judson. Also, speaking of January 6th, I have a bit of heartwarming news for you and our listeners. Okay. A former guitarist from a heavy metal band no one has heard of called Iced Earth. Nope, don't know him. Their guitarist, one John Schaefer, pleaded guilty to charges related to the Capitol insurrection. Okay. And now his lawyer is complaining that he's gone through two months of people throwing feces and urine at him. (laughs) Is a heartwarming bit of news. (laughs) Speaking of people who might deserve to have feces and urine thrown at them, Rand Paul. (laughs) It already happened. Have you seen his hair? (laughs) I, I think it's fair to say that few people can take a punch or two or three, or perhaps more, like Rand Paul. He's been beaten up by such a diverse number of people, from Donald Trump. I think really there's a sophomore quality that is entertaining about Mr. Trump, but I am worried. I'm very concerned about him having him in charge of the nuclear weapons because I think his response, his, his visceral response to attack people on their appearance, short, tall, fat, ugly, My goodness, that happened in junior high. Are we not way above that? And would we not all be worried to have someone like that in charge of the nuclear arsenal? I never attacked him on his look. And believe me, there's plenty of subject matter right there. (laughs) I hate it when I agree with Trump. I mean, he's not wrong, but he literally illustrated the point that Paul was making. (laughs) Absolutely. He he, he basically just like underlined everything Rand Paul just said and put a check mark next to it. Yep. (laughs) Got it. Still got it. so not only Trump, but but even his neighbor has uh, <laughs> yep. has beaten him up. And I actually have audio of that. Of the beating of Rand Paul? Okay, you motherfucker! Get over there! You son of a bitch! Come here. Are you laughing? Are you laughing now, you motherfucking god-sucking piece of shit? That may or may not actually be the audio. <laughs> it's a reenactment. Okay, got it. And Judson, the beating on Rand Paul hits just keep on coming. Excellent. I want you to picture Rand Paul. Come on, I don't want to. Sitting next to a monitor at a virtual town hall meeting. Okay. Okay, it's for his constituents. And now I want you to try to imagine his reaction when he gets this uh, question. We'll go ahead to our next question now. Mrs. Alexis Toon. You are live with the senator. You can go ahead and ask your question. Hi, Senator. I am a proud Kentucky citizen, and I just wanted to tell you to get fucked. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a great question. Um, he didn't answer it. <laughs> I don't think it was a question so much as a comment, really. <laughs> it was an observation. <laughs> it was a suggestion. Drop that in the suggestion box on the way out the door. <laughs> That's not the only beating Rand Paul took this week. It is not. <laughs> Here's some audio of Paul getting his own brand of a Fauci ouchie at a Senate (laughs) hearing after wrongly accusing the doctor of perjury. Oops. Senator Paul, you do not know what you are talking about, quite frankly. And I want to say that officially. You do not know what you are talking about. (laughs) I I mean, I'm glad he got like officially like on the record under oath. Rand Paul doesn't know what he's talking about. I think he could have added a little get fucked in there. <laughs> I mean, I guess he could have. I might have. Well, speaking of Dr. Fauci, the right is not a fan of his. That's 
True. If I recall, Steve Bannon called for Fauci's beheading a few months back. Yes, that does sound familiar. Yeah. I mean, they have no real reason other than the fact that facts and science make them look bad. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're kind of blaming him for COVID and the fact that the administration under Donald Trump fucked up the response. Right. They're transferring it from Trump to, right, to Fauci. Right, exactly. And also accusing him of trying to take away our freedom. Right, yes. And marrying Melinda Gates. I don't think he did that. He didn't do any of those things. <laughs> Well, Johnson, a rising star in the TPP, and you might know this name. He's also possibly the country's worst governor. Ron DeSantis has decided to do what everyone but you and I do with an idea. He's monetizing it. <laughs> Not a strength of ours. I mean, some, someday, man. Someday. DeSantis has started selling his own line of merch to fund his 2022 DeSantis gubernatorial campaign. merch. Merch, yes. The theme of this merch... It's Florida. Other than Ron DeSantis, is rejecting pandemic safety advice from medical and scientific experts. I think I covered it with Florida, yeah. <laughs> you did. You just say Florida, but you spell it, you know, <laughs> Florida. And this is... Just as his state is seeing some of the highest rates of coronavirus hospitalizations, new infections, and deaths per capita in the United States. So he's selling t-shirts and koozies with slogans <laughs> like, don't Fauci my Florida. Koozies. Yeah. Is that like to like keep the oxygen tank cold? cold so like it doesn't like <laughs> get too good, warm? Good, he should make oxygen tank size <laughs> koozies with that on though. Jesus. Well, speaking of monetizing, Judson. Yep. You know, I've been on a mostly successful quest for sponsors this season. Uh-oh. <laughs> I, I mean, I've landed accounts like Crazy Cooters Crematorium. <laughs> right. The Capitol Tours. <laughs> Bill Cosby's Comeback Tour. I'm, I'm under protest. Oh, wait. That one was you. That was oh, me. Yeah. <laughs> under protest. Well, it's no coincidence that we're talking about Ron DeSantis's merch here in the first segment, my friend. Okay. Because that's right. They're <laughs> our new sponsor. Now, I hate to ruin the surprise. I don't think we like appeal to the same audience. It seems like poor advertising dollars spent by them. I'm just saying. I say facts and friends. <laughs> they mishear it. They say yes. <laughs> I just say it with the British accents, Fox and Friends. <laughs> that is how you're doing this. Oh, okay. All right, I'll make well, sense I now. I hate to ruin the surprise, but I just can't hold it in. I've already finished my war on Christmas shopping for you this year. Oh, no. So we'll be back after these messages, which are also a sneak peek into what Judson might find under the non-denominational holiday tree from me <laughs> this year. Liberals have tried for years to ruin shopping for red-blooded, freedom-loving patriots like you. From their suffocating mask mandates to anti-Christian attempts to kill Christmas every year. Hell, they even canceled our vaccine holocaust stars of David. Well, you don't have to put up with that PC bullshit anymore. Now you can shop like a true American at Reckless Ronnie's Patriot Pit Stop. At Reckless Ronnie's, we have all kinds of exclusive products for you and all your barely educated friends and family. Need baby clothes? Your newborn will look great this summer sitting in your locked car in the Walmart parking lot in our exclusive Get Fucked Fauci onesie. And don't you dare take your boat out on the water for some gay bashing aid circles unless you have this commemorative January 6th fire extinguisher. It's also perfect for beating the living shit out of the police we all support so strongly. We also have great gifts for your four-legged friends, like a full set of the Squad Chew Toys. Your pup just hasn't lived until he's ripped that obnoxious squeaker out of the shredded plush body of AOC. And hey, 
Let's face it, no COVID funeral would be complete without one of our high-gloss honey walnut dyed-free in Florida caskets. We've even partnered with cherished 80s star Ricky Schroeder on the biggest, baddest set of truck nuts you've ever seen. And for a limited time, with every purchase over $50, you'll get a free Stood My Ground Pass, allowing you or a friend to avoid any charges for shooting one person of color of your choice in cold blood. Shop now at Reckless Ronnie's Patriot Pit Stop and help us make America Florida again. Now, Ron DeSantis didn't start the politicization of COVID in this country. Trump has dibs on that dubious distinction. But sadly, so many on the right continue to make COVID a left-right issue, and it's literally costing human lives every day. M mostly on the right. I'm just saying. <laughs> is, that the, is that the silver lining? It's a problem that somewhat solves itself. We're going to talk a little bit about that later on in this segment. Okay. But to start, let's listen to the audience at uh, the recent CPAC responding to a speaker noting that the U.S. missed its population vaccination goals. They right. were hoping, the government was hoping, that they could sort of sucker 90% of the population into getting vaccinated. And it, and, and it, and it isn't happening, right? There, there's a younger people. So that's enough of him. They're cheering. Hooping and hollering. And... <laughs> And recently, Judson, your favorite Nazi, Madison Cawthorn. Not my favorite Nazi. Who's your favorite Nazi? I don't know. It's not him. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> as long as you have Now one. I've got to find a favorite Nazi. God damn okay. it. That's your homework. <laughs> For the close, I'm going to ask you who your favorite Nazi is. <laughs> who, is the, who is the best Nazi, Google? <laughs> <laughs> you, you ask Siri that during the next break. All right. Madison Cawthorn revealed the true purpose of door-to-door -door government vaccine outreach. And, and now they're starting to talk about going door-to-door -to, -door to be able to take vaccines to the people. It, the think about the mechanisms they would have to build to be able to actually execute that massive of a thing. And then think about the, what those mechanisms could be used for. They could then go door-to-door -to -door, take your guns. They could again that, go door-to-door -door, -door, take your Bibles. Yeah. And so it's a uh, it's serious. And bro, I've okay. <laughs> I don't know what happened at the end there. But they're on to us. Uh, how did you tell anybody? I didn't tell anybody. Who, you know me. I don't. I can keep secrets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's Madison Cawthorn has figured out the plan that we would have to institute some sort of vast network of outposts that could pick up and deliver things from people's homes and smoothly transition those things to places that they need to be. What do we call Which that? Which should we take first, the guns or the Bible? I don't know. I, the, no, no, the guns. Definitely the guns. Okay. <laughs> well, did you notice at the end of that clip that he's actually taken some steps backward in his quest to correctly pronounce the name of our first president? No, say it again. Uh, play it again. I didn't. I missed it. Okay, so this is this is where he was last year. George Washington game was... Right. Okay. George Washington. Or Washington game. Or, or that. But now it's sounding like this. It's serious. I'm... I've <laughs> I don't. It's serious, I'm bro. I'm <laughs> I think he needs to go to your school. I I don't know. No. Okay. I th we already discussed that he was one of my worst students, and we don't want him back. We're, we're, that was in history. How many times can I teach the same kid who, who doesn't understand that a post office exists and could do all the things he's talking about? <laughs> They even have their own police. <laughs> they did it for the census. This this infrastructure already exists. Yeah, the, the government's good at this sort of thing, it turns out. Well, Cawthorn's linguistic and other mental challenges aside, <laughs> it's it's curious as to why the right are even talking about COVID anymore, Judson. Isn't it over? I heard it was over. There's a cure. There's a, there's a cure? Yeah. Didn't you see uh, Representative Boebert? <laughs> 
tweet? I didn't see her tweet. Yeah, it was uh, a couple weeks ago. She tweeted, the easiest way to make the Delta variant go away is to turn off CNN <laughs> and vote Republican. <sighs> Dying makes it go away. I mean, you can't spread the virus any longer. Once you're no longer breathing, you're not spreading respiratory droplets. So there is, right? there is, a, there is a benefit. I don't even understand how their minds work. Oh, well, sure you do, though, right? That She's just saying it's a hoax, right? It's all blown out of proportion. The thing they've been saying the entire time as hundreds of thousands of Americans have died. It's all blown out of proportion. The deaths of your loved ones? Tragic, but really not that big a deal in the grand scheme of things to the Republican Party. It has to be spreading through their communities oh, it through is. word of mouth it, that their friends are dying. I agree. It has to be. They're losing people constantly. Well, we tease this in the open, but the right seem to have trouble understanding HIPAA regulations. <laughs> Just a touch. It's only been around for 25 years. That, that's right. Just this year, right? 25 years? Yeah. Yeah. Which is why it's unsurprising that Marjorie Taylor Greene doesn't know the first thing about it. <laughs> <laughs> she she recently accused a reporter of violating HIPAA by asking her her vaccination status. <sighs> and even more recently, and I don't even know what this guy's politics are, but now I sort of suspect Dallas Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott yeah. invoked HIPAA when refusing to answer a question about his vaccination status. Anybody who says the word HIPAA at all is either trying to be funny about something or has no fucking idea what they're talking about. Like, the, Or you're at the doctor's office. I mean, that's the only place that's relevant. Right. Well, I found a nice, succinct explanation of HIPAA that our listeners can share with their less evolved friends and family members, should they have them. This is Chris Lovingood from a local news station in Pittsburgh. Okay. HIPAA, as in H-I-P-A-A, stands for the Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act of 1996. This is the often misused federal law that protects your health information from being disclosed without your consent. Specifically, this applies to what are referred to as covered entities under the privacy rule within HIPAA. These entities are healthcare providers, your doctor and their practice, health plans, as in your health insurance provider, healthcare clearinghouses, which is the middleman companies between your healthcare provider, billing your insurance company, and business associates. For example, the company that can access your information while providing a service for your doctor's office. Pharmacies. This is also like information that. you can literally find on the HHS webpage about. HIPAA privacy standards. There are basically three groups of covered entities. None of them are reporters who are asking you questions if you've got about whether or not you've gotten a vaccine or asking someone a question about their health is not a HIPAA violation. It wouldn't be a, even even if your doctor asked you if you had a vaccine, that's not a HIPAA violation. No. If your company asks you, it's not a HIPAA violation. No. My company has asked me. Mine too. And people who aren't vaccinated are going to have to wear masks to work and socially distance. As they should. Well, we found a graphic that breaks down the differences between the actual law the law Republicans invented in their fantasy world <laughs> and the animal. I'm sorry, the animal? Chetzik, can you walk these very confused people through what HIPAA does? It's a hippo. Does. It's a hippo. Yes. <laughs> it, it has about as much to do with what they think is HIPAA. That's true. And they always spell HIPAA wrong, too. They use, they use H-I-P-P-A. Right. It's H-I-P-A-A. H-I-P-A-A. Right. Yes. Why don't you take us through the what, what it is, what it isn't, what it does, what it doesn't. The actual HIPAA, H-I-P-A-A, mm. protects health coverage for people who change jobs requires medical providers to give patients access to your personal health information, and it requires those medical providers to protect the privacy of your health information. That's what it actually does. But what it doesn't do is it doesn't prohibit stores and restaurants from asking for proof of vaccination. It doesn't prohibit stores and restaurants from requiring you to wear a mask, and it doesn't prohibit anyone from asking you for any health information for any reason. 
those are all things that the like the Marjorie Taylor Greens, the Dak Prescotts think the HIPAA law does. Those last three, and it's 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 just not a thing. It's it, it was invented by people on the internet during the COVID nineteen pandemic. That's not a thing that this does. Suddenly, everyone's a HIPAA expert, right? They're breaking out their little. They are not. Well, <laughs> thinks that they are. It's Dunning Kruger in full effect. I love the last the last row that compares them. The last row that compares them says, um, "Is it a real thing?" And the HIPAA H I P A A is a real law. It was check mark passed into passed by Congress and signed into law by Bill Clinton in 1996. H-I-P-P-A, which is the way these crazy people often misspell the fake law that they think protects them from wearing masks, is not a real thing. It is not. That's that's an X mark there. And, and there's a pic- picture of a hippo as well. And that is also, as you might have guessed, that's a real thing. Very dangerous. It's a baby. It may be a baby hippo, but they are very dangerous. So is COVID. So, so is COVID misinformation. Yes, that's arguably more dangerous <laughs> than COVID. Uh, I think so. I think I think it might be. All right. You're welcome, Marjorie and Dad. <laughs> Next time, think before you open your fucking mouth. They're not listening to the show, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They're not. So another reason we wanted to talk about COVID this week is what appears to be this shift among some well-known Republicans to urge people to take the pandemic seriously and get vaccinated. It's a shift like the baseball shifts these days. Like instead of the third baseman playing third base, he's like out in right field covering something. That's the kind of shift we're talking about. I'm sorry if we use a sports metaphor on our sports show, but that's the kind of shift we're talking about the Republicans have made in like the last week on their messaging. Yeah, we're going to cover a little bit of that. But before we get there, we're hearing more and more of these stories of COVID deniers dying from COVID. One that I've seen a lot recently is that of congregant of Hillsong Church, Stephen Harmon. He seems to delight in mocking COVID and COVID vaccinations by tweeting, spoiler alert, he got COVID. Yeah. And he sent some of these tweets while he was in the hospital. This is just going back to like June, I think. Yeah, no, it's a few weeks ago. Yeah. So what did, what did he say in all caps? He said in all caps, if you're having email problems, I feel bad for you, son. I got 99 problems, but a vax ain't one. Oh, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. What's this next doozy? Biden's door-to-door vaccine, quote, surveyors really should be called Jacovid witnesses. Hashtag. Ooh. Keep moving, dork. I don't even know what that means. I think he's talking to those surveyors and tells them to keep moving and not stopping at his house. Ah, ah, okay. The Jacobid witnesses. Yes. Well, they're just going to take his Bible. That's right. And or guns. Yep. Well, the tweets took a sharp turn this month, Judson. Yeah. Why don't you read that one? We, we'll just read part of it. He basically says this is, wasn't the best uh, news he's ever received. He was still he's diagnosed, still diagnosed with COVID pneumonia and now bacterial pneumonia because, you know, go hard or go home. Just had to have the hard conversation about what should be done if I become unconscious in this process since my oxygen levels are still, you know, not good, basically. And finally, last week, the founder of Harmon's Church, Brian Houston, tweeted this. Ben has just passed on to us the devastating news that our beloved friend, Stephen Harmon, has passed away from COVID. Heartbreaking. Yep. It's worth noting that Mr. Houston told his congregation after Harmon's death that getting vaccinated was just a personal choice. And that he wasn't going to encourage people, basically. I mean... Right. That's the bottom line is he's leaving it up to people, those people in particular. I don't know how much more r- irresponsible you can be than to be that guy right now. Well, you're going to hear somebody in a second. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably probably true. Never mind. I take it all back. Back to looking for good Nazis. Sorry. <laughs> good. I'm sorry. Least bad Nazis. I also wanted to share some observations of an Alabama doctor named Brittany Cobia. She posted some really powerful firsthand accounts on Facebook of her interactions with COVID patients. Yep. She said that. All but one of her COVID patients in Alabama did not receive the vaccine. And I believe the hospitalization or at least the death rate is 99 plus percent. 
unvaccinated at this point. Right. It's, it's not not that everyone who's unvaccinated is dying, but the ma- majority of the people who are dying are unvaccinated. Yes. Not just the majority. Almost but all. Uh, of almost them. almost exclusively. Yeah. The one vaccinated patient she had just needed a little oxygen and is expected to fully recover. But the others are dying or some of them at least. Right. Here's a quote from her. I've been admitting young, healthy people to the hospital with very serious COVID infections. One of the last things they do before they're intubated is beg me for the vaccine. I hold their hand and I tell them that I'm sorry, but it's too late. Yeah. That struck me. For sure. Oh, no. It, I mean, it's powerful. It's, it's heartbreaking. It is. Kind of. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's heartbreaking it when you hear it, when you process it, and then when you start thinking about why your heart unbreaks a little bit. <laughs> it breaks differently. It's a different break. Then she went on to describe a scenario that all too commonly plays out at her hospital. Quote, a few days later, when I call the time of death, I hug their family members and I tell them the best way to honor their loved ones is to go get vaccinated and encourage everyone they know to do the same. They cry and they tell me they didn't know. They thought it was a hoax. They thought it was political. They thought because they had a certain blood type or a certain skin color that they wouldn't get as sick. They thought it was just the flu, but they were wrong and they wish they could go back, but they can't. So they thank me and they go get the vaccine and I go back to my office, write their death note and say a small prayer that this loss will save more lives. I actually do have some sympathy for these people. I do too. They've been misled by people they thought they could trust. But I have no sympathy for the likes of Rick Wiles, Ron DeSantis, Tucker Carlson, who do the misleading. Yeah. Also, I have no sympathy for this woman. Did anyone you know get COVID? My son had COVID. How old is he? Eight. Wow. So that's like pretty rare for like yeah. a young kid. What What was that like? Uh, he was sick a lot. He's been sick a lot for a while and he's still sick. So we'll have to go get him looked at and see if there's further damage. I don't know. I mean, he got real sick. Fever every day for weeks. Are you guys going to get the vaccine? No. No vaccine. How come? I just don't trust the government. Sweet Jesus. That audio was from a CNN report last week, and though I have no sympathy for that woman, I have a lot of sympathy for her poor child. Yeah, absolutely. God damn it. Yeah. I told you. Yeah. Yeah, you were right. You were right. (laughs) She's. I'm knocking off my list of... uh, Least bad Nazis, I think. (laughs) But let's talk about this shift among right-wing political and media figures. You likened it to a a minor baseball shift. A minor. (laughs) Yeah, minor. Yeah, that's that's what it is. They've basically about face. They've gone. They weren't all anti-vax, but let's go through a few examples. Just last week, Alabama Governor Kay Ivey put out this plea to residents of her state. Folks supposed to have common sense. But it's time for to start blaming the unvaccinated folks, not the regular folks. It's the unvaccinated folks that are letting us stay. These folks are choosing a horrible lifestyle of self-inflicted pain. You know, we've got to get folks to take the shot. It's their job to take care of themselves and us as well. By the way, if anyone speaks Alabaman, please, please tweet us a translation of whatever she just said. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm from South Carolina. I, I can pick it up. Okay. It's a, it's a slightly different dialect, but... It sounded like she was saying, get the shot. Get the shot. The people that aren't getting the shot are letting us down. And I really enjoyed how she called it a horrible lifestyle choice that these people were making. Because I feel like that's language I've heard somewhere before. From Republicans. From Republicans. <laughs> About people like me. About something very, very different. Well, even some of the biggest COVID misinformation pushers seem to be shifting. Here are the morning hosts of oddly named Fox News morning program, Fox and Friends. That's a weird- Weird name. Is it a British show? 
<laughs> oh man. They're, they're actually they're actually disagreeing on COVID. This is Brian Kilmeade and Steve Ducey. But, but listen, if you didn't get a vaccination, that's your choice. Right. And if you did, like I did and and they did, and maybe you right. did, then you should not wear a mask. And if you didn't, if you want to go cliff diving this weekend, you don't have to check with me. It seems a little dangerous, but I'm not going to judge you. And if you go ahead and put yourself in danger, if you feel as though this is not something right. for you, don't do it. But don't affect my life. 90, 99% of the people who are dying from COVID are unvaccinated. That's so their choice. They, they don't want to die. Uh, so they but, are uh, the administration and the government is saying, we need the mask mandate to protect the unvaccinated. That, that well, is not, that's not their job. It's not their job to protect anybody. What? Okay, it is. It is literally <laughs> their job. You don't need to know that the police are government officials. Oh, wait. That was a bad example. Protect and defend? I mean, the Department of Defense? I think it's in their name somewhere. So it's kill me pushing the whole vaccination is a choice garbage. Yeah. And Deucey's, and Deucey's the one actually who's actually pushing back a little bit. The cliff diving thing kills me. Like, oh, God. If cliff diving were contagious. Right. Uh, yeah. We would probably do something about that. I think it was it was either Colbert or Myers. They compared it to cliff diving if they first tied the cliff diver to a bunch of old people. Right. I mean, it's like that. That's the only way you make cliff diving similar in some fashion to a dangerous communicable disease. It makes zero sense. Yeah, I just yeah, it's just such a stupid stupid analogy. Well, even more interesting than that, here's Sean Hannity. Wait, that sentence felt wrong coming out of my I, mouth. I've, hurt my ears. He's now played COVID since day one. Yes. This is him from over a year ago. Tonight, I can report the sky is absolutely falling. We are all doomed. The end is near. The apocalypse is imminent and you're going to all die, all of you, in the next 48 hours. And it's all President Trump's fault. Or at least that's what the media mob and the Democratic extreme radical socialist party would like you to think. Okay. A little downplaying of COVID there. And a little upplaying of what everyone else was saying about it. Well, he's downplaying COVID. He was downplaying the pandemic. Sure. But he was. And he, there are multiple examples. That's just the one I picked. Yeah. This is Hannity on his show from just a few days ago. Please take COVID seriously. I can't say it enough. Enough people have died. We don't need any more deaths. Research like crazy. Talk to your doctor, your doctors, medical professionals you trust based on your unique medical history, your current medical condition. And it absolutely makes sense for many Americans to get vaccinated. I believe in science. I believe in the science of vaccination. He said he couldn't say it enough. I think he could have tried. <laughs> I think some of his viewers think he said it too much. I'm sure they do. There's apparently some blowback. Of course there is. Because later later in the week, he swore up and down that he didn't tell anyone to get vaccinated. Now, it's that's technically true. Yeah, he didn't say those words. But he most certainly strongly urged people to get vaccinated. Yes. And that's what he was accused of. No one said, Sean Hannity said, get vaccinated. <laughs> right. But it does seem actually that some combination of the right shifting its messaging and some of the horror stories and maybe word of mouth of people dying of the TQP people specifically dying that's the Trump QAnon party right. these stories of them begging for the vaccine and, and, and the messaging have had some impact because vaccinations are actually up 14% this week that's good that's actually good news yeah and new vaccines new vaccinations are surging They're, they've passed second vaccinations by quite a bit but though that is some hope to hold on to we still have people like this. One thing I've always thought, and, and maybe you can guide me on this because obviously I'm not a doctor, but when I've always thought about vaccines and I always think about just nature and the way everything works. 
And, and I feel like a vaccination in, in a weird way is just generally kind of going against nature. Like, I mean, if, if there is some disease out there, maybe there's just an ebb and flow to life where something's supposed to wipe out a certain amount of people. And that's just kind of the way evolution goes. Vaccines kind of stand in the way of that. Um, do, do you follow what I'm saying? Does that make sense to somebody in medicine? That was Rob Schmidt of Newsmax. Um, uh, yes, it made sense. No, it was stupid. <laughs> well, here's the thing. He's actually asking a professor at Texas A&M College of Medicine, Dr. Peter McAuliffe. He's asking him that question. Yeah. I, a question that I think I, proves that there are, in fact, stupid questions. I could hear the words. The words were sensible. Uh, but when you string them all together like that, the, the question you're asking, I mean, do you wear glasses? Have you ever had penicillin or anything for uh, everything we do in medicine and science is unnatural by have that you flown in a plane stick yeah driven a car yeah a, ridden a bicycle i mean everything of uh, in our modern life any and i mean not even our modern lives everything we've done every bit of technology every tool we create right. it separates us from all the other animals it's all unnatural but our goal is to mold the natural world to Better fit us. Right. It's what sets us apart. Do you wear clothes? Clothes are unnatural. Do you walk around without clothes? Yeah. Also, based on a recent YouGov poll, there's still one in five Americans that think the U.S. government is using the vaccine to microchip us. <sighs> which they continually post about on their smartphones. Right. Which are actually contain microchips and can track you. Yeah. <laughs> which are never that f far away from you. Like, you carry them in your pocket, your purse, your backpack. You've always got it on you. They know where you are. If they really want to know, they can find out. And even as recently as today, we have evidence of that mentality of downplaying COVID and resisting vital public health measures is alive and well. There are Republicans in Missouri that are lashing out against the new mask mandate that just got instituted in St. Louis. <sighs> it's a fucking piece of cloth. Of wear, it, wear it over a your mouth. muzzle, you sheeple. Pretend you're robbing a bank. Just just be like a, you're like a cosplayer and you're having a good time and make a game out of it. Wear the fucking mask. Friends, help spread the truth about COVID-19 and vaccination however you can. Have conversations with your friends and family who may be hesitant. Be empathetic but honest. Tell them it's not just about them, but it's about you and others around them. Tell them some of these stories we've shared today, like Steve Harmon or some of Dr. Cobia's patients. And if you get a chance, you should totally steal either a Bible or a gun. <laughs> we'll be right back. Right now, the COVID-19 vaccines are available to millions of Americans, and soon, they will be available to everyone. This vaccine means hope. It will protect you and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease. I want to go back to work and I want to be able to move around. To visit with Michelle's mom, to hug her and see her on her birthday. You know what I'm really looking forward to is going to opening day in Texas Ranger Stadium with a full stadium. We've lost enough people and we've suffered enough damage. In order to get rid of this pandemic, it's important for our fellow citizens to get vaccinated. I'm getting vaccinated because we want this pandemic to end as soon as possible. So we urge you to get vaccinated when it's available to you. So roll up your sleeve and do your part. This is our shot. Now it's up to you. Well, before we get to this week's closed topic, I wanted to remind everyone that the Facts and Friends podcast is written, directed, and produced by Judson and Tino with contributions from a straight middle-aged man who sleeps with a Justin Bieber body pillow. <laughs> <laughs> also, the Facts and Friends theme was composed just for us by Omar. 
We say it every week, but we really can't say it enough. We we appreciate all of you listeners so very much and ask that you exhaust a tiny bit of your time and however much alcohol it takes <laughs> to help keep us on the air. It's going to be a lot, a lot of alcohol. <laughs> I know. Be prepared. <laughs> Don't skip. <laughs> yeah. If you could just let your friends know about your favorite podcast <laughs> and suggest they listen. <laughs> Justin, I just didn't have the heart to share the new number, oh, man. Oh my God. It's so bad. Well, hey, we didn't take two weeks off this time. We only took one week That's off. That's true. That's true. Well, we also love hearing from you. So so drop us a comment or a DM on the Facts and Friends Facebook page with feedback, criticism, recipes, or product ideas for the Ron DeSantis merch store. <laughs> Those will be good, yeah. Also, please follow us on Twitter at Facts and Friends. Facts, the letter N, friends. Individually, you can reach me on Twitter at Uncle Tortilla. And Judson, how can the good people reach you? I am at the fault and my arse. Excellent. Well, you begged me to do it. I, and I finally gave in, I Judson. Did? did I? Yeah. We're introducing that new recurring segment you've been pitching for weeks now. Judson Super Straight Corner. <laughs> what the fuck is that? So, so what is Super Straight, you ask? Yes, that's what I ask. Let's let the term's creator, Kyle Royce of TikTok, talk us through it. Yo guys, I made a new sexuality now, actually. It's called super straight, okay? Since straight people or straight men is myself, I get called transphobic because I wouldn't date a trans woman. You know, they're like, would you date a trans woman? I'm like, no, why? That's a female. Uh, no, like, that's not a real woman to me. Like, I want real women. No, you're just transphobic. So now, I'm super straight. I only date the opposite gender, women, that are born women. So you can't say I'm transphobic now because that's just my sexuality, you know? That's not how words work. Uh, we can call yes, you whatever the fuck we want. Royce, we definitely can. <laughs> yeah. And do. And we're right. Yes. Yes. You've, basically, what you've described is someone who. He did what Trump did earlier in the show with the. Uh, oh, he just underlined everything that. <laughs> every, he underlined everything. <laughs> he got called trans. Fauci called him transphobic. Right. And he just went out there and just underlined every reason why he's transphobic. Yeah. He was probably less transphobic before he made the video in the term. <laughs> That's a possibility, I guess. That made it worse. <laughs> Doubling down on his transphobia. So, like all toxic male online culture, this proliferated into an internet movement, quote unquote. And that's how Judson came to identify as super straight. Wait, what? <laughs> Tell us about your journey, Judson. I, there wasn't one? I, I, I'm not. I'm kidding. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, it turns out the trolls over at 4chan and, and elsewhere thought it was, A, a way to use the less tactics against themselves. Sure. Which just confirms they don't understand the first thing about gender identity. That, that That's that's their like elementary school level understanding of what that means. Right. I've heard, you've heard, heard an example like, I identify as a helicopter. Does that make me a helicopter? As I said, elementary school. That's, that's the, I've heard elementary school. That's given some credit. I've actually heard them say that sort of thing. So, well, there were tons of obnoxious tweets and posts about how super straight people should be considered part of the LGBTQ plus community. Kill me. If they, maybe if they had a minus in there instead of a plus. <laughs> yeah, an LGBTQ minus. <laughs> minus, minus. Yeah. They claimed they were oppressed by the left. Hashtags like super straight pride and super straight lives matter started catching on. Uh, okay. But also, in a totally unsurprising twist, Super Straight became a 4chan campaign to get people to associate with Nazism. Oh, well. Which brings us to, Judson, you owe me an answer. More people to mark off my list of... Uh who is your favorite Nazi? <laughs> I couldn't find a least bad Nazi. Google let me down. Okay. Or, or, or it started taking me down rabbit holes I definitely did not want to go down. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Well, they, super straight, uncoincidentally, is SS. Oh, I see. 
Yes. So let's make March SS Pride Month. Someone wrote Sieg Heil. <sighs> they used the Super Street logo. Looks like the SS logo. Yep. 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 I see it all right here. Yeah. In black and white and red. Yowza. Well, well, Judson, now that you know more about your movement, maybe you'll think <laughs> long and hard about some of the decisions you've made. <laughs> I'm definitely thinking long and hard about some of the decisions I've made. Oh, you're talking about doing the podcast. Yes, that's you? the one. That's the one. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, that's us done with episode six. I think Judson has a lot of uh, thinking to do. I got some phone calls to make. I think it's fine. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back with episode seven, maybe even next week. Who knows? Stranger things have happened. Hey, if those hearings happen, I'm all over it. That's true. Looking forward to that. All right. Take care, everyone. Yep. Be safe. Wear a mask. We all like to win. If I were a coach, I'll tell you, I wouldn't be talking to too many women as we know women. I'd be getting some of these people that they're women. Somebody said that if LeBron James ever decided to get the operation, how would he be? How would he be on the court? And by the way, LeBron James, you can have him.